going to invite Andy to come up. The youth are going to go out to their groups. Youth, have a fantastic time. We'll see you back in about 25 minutes. Follow Matt if you're not sure where to go. Um, as Andy comes, we have a 6M People card that we're just going to give you as I introduce Andy, just to help you to remember to pray. It's got this great prayer on the back of it. It says, my father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit. So I think, are we giving those out now? That's great. Thank you to those who are giving out those cards. You can stick it in your wallet or your purse um, or wherever it works. For those of you that have not met Andy Street, this is Andy. I've known Andy and Marion for nearly, I think nearly 10 years now, or maybe more than that. I was kind of guessing at 10 years. Um, and he's become one of my most trusted friends. Um, that's not exaggerating at all. He really is one of my most trusted friends um, in the world. Andy is a key apostolic leader in the city of Bristol and has been a catalyst for a number of projects, um, charities, uh, more recently responding to the Ukraine refugee crisis that Andy has been right at the centre, bringing those things together. Locally here, Andy is an advice elder, one of the team, one of those who looks out for us and brings uh, wisdom and fresh perspectives, and we really value him for that. We are glad as a church to call you a friend, Andy, so thank you for being here. I'm going to hand straight over to you, if that's okay, and... Yeah, um, take your time. Don't feel you've got to rush. We're, get, we're aiming to come into land at about 25 past 12 today if anybody's got a chicken in the oven. <laughs> Brilliant. It's, uh, it's good to uh, be with you. Um, you know, I've um, had a really good morning. We, uh, uh, we go to our 8 o'clock service at Woody's in Bristol, um, which is quite an early start. Uh, but we really love it, um, and um, we had a great service this morning, really good. In fact, we sang um, at least one of the songs earlier that we sung this morning. Uh, and we had, um, yeah, it was just, uh, the whole subject was, was praying blessing. And we had a really good, um, uh, Joanne who shared was just brilliant. Um, and it's just been brilliant to be here this morning. Um, and uh, just... Um, the, the last but one song, I, I always struggle. Marion knew I would be an emotional mess. If you'd have asked me to come up and speak about 10 minutes ago, just after we, uh, we sang that song, I'd have probably struggled. Um, uh, but it's, you know, we've, we've, we've had two songs this morning that talk particularly about God's faithfulness. Uh, our God is faithful. Uh, and I'm sure every one of us can uh, just... Um, yeah, think back at ways where God has been faithful to us. And, uh, um, and I know a few people uh, in uh, this, this room, um, and I know that God has been particularly faithful uh, to you, and I, and I hope they don't mind this, but I knew the Kennedys when they were students. Um, and when you were talking earlier, and I hadn't got a clue you'd mention my name, I was at the back holding that little baby. And for me... Uh, that little one's a sign of God's faithfulness to you two uh, as a couple. Um, and uh, as I say, we've known you a good few years. Uh, and to be able to hold, I'm going to I'm gonna have to I'm gonna lose it in a minute. Um, just to be able to hold that little one. And she's quite, quite happy about it. I don't know, maybe I've got the magic touch. But um, uh, it was just a real joy. Um, and that in itself for me just spoke volumes of God's faithfulness to a couple who themselves have been faithful. And we've been talking about God's faithfulness. And I have a real sense um, this morning that God wants to speak over you as a church in this community, in this series, a number of communities in this part uh, of the country. 
that God is honouring you because of your faithfulness. Um, and I know, where's, uh, where's Matt? Matt Coombs here. Has he gone out? He's out, he's out, this, he's out there. Um, you know, he is someone who himself, you know, his parents have served this church well, faithfully over the years. And I come into this place this morning. I was here a few months ago. Maybe it was last year. It was raining then. Does it always rain here? And the place, this place is packed. You're overflowing. It's a sign of God's faithfulness. But God is going to bless you as a church. And that announcement that we just heard, Mike, and you're, you've been a faithful servant, uh, and the way that, that God has now um, you know, just blessed this place through your generosity. But God is going to bless you. This is a moment. I'm convinced that across this... I'm, I'm getting off subject. I'll get back onto it in a minute. We have a moment in the middle of a, a, you know, a, a season where in many ways we've not met, we've not faced as much need as a nation possibly globally for a generation possibly more in the context of COVID, cost of living crisis, double digit uh, inflation, news about the, the demise of the church that we've heard in, in recent news from the, from the census, issues around about you know, a, a, a war in, in Ukraine. This is a moment where I believe that God has called the church to stand up and be counted and to make a difference, to connect with our communities. It's that connection, it's that, uh, that relational stuff, that becoming relevant again to our communities that's going to make the difference. And I believe that God is calling us as church and he's going to bless us because of the way that people in this room over the years have been faithful and in many rooms, many churches over the, the country. This is a season, I really believe it's a season where God is going to bless uh, church uh, in this country. And it may be in very different ways. And I actually love the fact that here's church and you're meeting in a football club. It's brilliant. We need to get out there. I think, though, the fact that also we're seeing, I have a heart for seeing church buildings that have been empty for many years. We have 300 of them in, Brist in Bristol. I have a heart to see, it, see those thrive again. So for me to come here, not only to see a church that's meeting in a football club and connecting with its community, but a church that is also seeing and investing in the restoration, the renewal of a building that you've owned for many generations. That's amazing, because that will bring... Uh, alongside what you're doing here, a fresh sense of connection. So I want to bless you this morning for all that you're doing. Uh, and it's so, I mean, what a privilege just to be able to come every now and again, but to be, to be part of, of what, I was going to say you're doing, God is doing through you. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, um, I'm going to have to cut short what I'm going to share. Um, I was going to have a little bit of a, um, a sort of a background to... Um, uh, a sort of scene setter, if you would. It's always good, isn't it, to, uh, to, to have a bit of context. Um, but I'm going to try and cut that short because I'm very conscious of, uh, of time. And there's some little bits at, at the end that I wanted particularly just to bring a little bit of a, I guess, a, a personal, not so much a challenge, but an encouragement to some of you in this room this morning. I sense the real word for some of you, and I want to encourage you um, because I think what God's got to say this morning through um, what Paul wrote to a, a church nearly 2,000 years ago, which might seem irrelevant 2,000 years later, but so often when we read scripture, it suddenly becomes incredibly relevant to where we are uh, today. And I think that's particularly uh, true uh, this morning. 
Let's just read the, the verses that we're going to focus on. Um, and uh, it says uh, this, verses 12 to 17, Colossians 3. It says this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let's just pray. Father, we just want to pray as we've read your word, Lord, that you would... Give us wisdom as we seek to share some of the truth from that word. I pray that you would prepare our hearts, mine included, Lord, to, to receive what you have to say to us this morning. Come by your spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Would you open our hearts to what you have to share this morning, I pray in your name. Amen. Amen. So I was going to give you a little bit of a background, but I'm probably going to cut that, that really short. Colossi... Um, was a, actually, Colossi was a town about the size of Froome. Does that put it on the map? Does that make it any important? I don't know. What's Froome like? It's a sort of average-sized town. There we are. <laughs> 25, 30,000 people, about that sort of size. This gives you a bit of a context. It was actually quite close, only 10 miles away from another much bigger city called Laodicea. We've heard about Laodicea. This was a letter from Paul to the church in Colossae. If we didn't Revelation... Uh, Laodicea was one of the seven churches that also received a letter, a pretty challenging one. So it's interesting that um, both of these letters were uh, from a context of bringing a degree of challenge. In, uh, in Revelation, Laodicea was accused of being lukewarm, neither, neither, neither cold nor hot, lukewarm. And here Paul is writing in the context of here he is, he's in prison. This isn't long before Paul um, um, actually... Um, uh, he was awaiting trial, it wasn't long before he died. Was, uh, um, and um, here we have Paul receiving news um, about some challenges that the church was facing in Colossae. Remember, this church would probably only have been, it was set up by a guy called Epaphras, uh, one of Paul's disciples, maybe only five or ten years before. This was a, a relatively new church. And he'd heard uh, news that uh, certain heresies and false teaching had started to characterise the church in Colossae. Um, and it was sort of a hybrid of, of different types of religious beliefs that took the focus away from Jesus. And they were looking at relying more on performing religious acts and, and practices. So Paul comes right to the point. In the first couple of chapters, he starts to address those key issues immediately. He focuses on the person and work of Jesus, his, his divinity, his supremacy and mission. He then, in chapter 2, exposes the false idea of, of relying uh, on religious acts, rules and, and regulations. And then in chapters 3 and 4, he reminds them that the way to live out the will of God in our hearts is to set our focus on Jesus. This is Paul at his best, drawing our attention. And that's what he's doing this morning, our attention to focus uh, on Jesus and who he is and, and what he's done. And uh, in verse 12, we, uh, we see this little phrase, put on, clothe, clothe yourselves. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about other parts of Scripture where 
uh, we, we come across that same phrase. We see it in, uh, in Ephesians 6, the armour of God. We see it in Ephesians 4, put on a new self. We see it in Romans 13, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. In the message it says, it says this, it's an amazing phrase. It says, dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. Love it. I love the way that Peterson sort of brings a freshness and a reality to scripture that we often know so well. But let me pick up very quickly a few points, if I may. Firstly, the intentionality of clothing ourselves. The challenge here is that, that we need to actually do it, and we have a choice. We can either you know, take on uh, what God, God has given us, and we'll come to a little phrase in a minute again from Peterson, which I think is really helpful in this regard, or not. There's an intentionality there. Secondly, there's a clear parallel, of course, uh, between uh, some of the characteristics that Paul is encouraging us to take on uh, along those with, with the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians. Um, and, and kindness, gentleness, gentleness, patience, love, peace are all mentioned here in our passage this morning and also are named as fruit of the Spirit. There's a, there's a parallel there. But thirdly, also the fact that there's a visibility aspect to these characteristics, reflecting our character and how we react and how we interact with others, with kindness, with gentleness, with patience, with love. And I guess often those, those characteristics are quite countercultural. I was chatting to a lovely guy uh, this morning, another guy who used to be part of Woody's, I've known since he was a student. He's now a very senior guy um, managing a little global team for UNDP. He's got a great role. And he's moving now from doing amazing work with uh, global economics in a developing world uh, to a more manager managerial position. And he was saying that he's been challenged by a couple of his seniors to change his very gentle approach to the way that he presents himself, that he should be more assertive and, and more, perhaps a little bit aggressive and in a way that he deals. And I said to Tim, I said, Tim, be who you are. Be who God's created you. The world is looking for something different. And, you know, I, I actually believe that. I've seen that, that gentleness of spirit, um, that kindness, that patience, that love in every situation, including often in the work situation where we don't all have to be alpha males or the equivalent as a female. That actually that gentleness of spirit is something that people notice and can make a real, a real difference. That was my encouragement to, uh, to Tim. Fifthly, note that this relates to every aspect of our lives. In verse 17, it says, whatever you do in the home, at work, in church, in words and actions. You know, we're not just putting on, clothing ourselves with our Sunday best and wearing something different the rest of the time. I was a bit worried when Marion, my wife, said that she'd come along this morning. Because here I am talking about modelling godly character. And she said, oh, I'll come along. <laughs> and she'll be sitting at the corner there. Just um, um, yeah, Anybody who wants to know the real truth can go and have a word with her. Slightly worrying. Um, but there is that point, isn't it? Mate? Sometimes it's easier in different contexts to be kind and gentle and patient and loving. And the challenge is, in every situation, in our families, in our work environment, with our friends and our neighbours, as, as well as here at church uh, on a Sunday morning. And lastly, Paul encourages a spirit of gratitude to God in every situation. 
Um, and that's a challenge, you know, in the context of life, some of the things I've just talked about earlier, uh, the struggles of life. Uh, but, you know, it's a choice that we can make. And that in itself, we we're able, even in those difficult times, to express our gratitude to God. That in itself is an extraordinary source of blessing. But you might say this, this process of closing ourselves with these Christ-like characteristics is so challenging to do. And this again is where Eugene Peterson in the message uh, is so helpful. Because in the message, verse 12 says this. It says, so chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. I love that phrase. Dress in the wardrobe that God picked out for you. So God offers all we need to model that godly character. He's picked it out for us. You know, in days gone by, so I'm told, royalty, nobility, uh, those that were wealthy would have had staff who would pick out the clothes uh, for the next day and get them ready for the morning. And the amazing thing is that whilst none of us here, as far as I know it, are royalty uh, or of noble birth, we, each one of us, this, even, this morning, this evening, not quite that late, this morning, each one of us are sons or daughters of the living God. Hear that this morning. Every one of you this morning, you're a son, you're a daughter of the living God. And he, Father God, has picked out the wardrobe that we need, each of us, to put on every day. How about that? And I just want to encourage you this morning that that applies to every single one of us here this morning, every single one of you, whether you feel worthy uh, or not. And I just had a sense um, as I was preparing for this morning that I just wanted to encourage you, some of you, when you hear that, when you hear even the truth that you're a son or a daughter of the living God, you may hear it, but you may struggle to believe it. And when you hear that Father God has chosen a wardrobe for you to be able to take on and wear that reflects something of his son Jesus, you're thinking, well, you don't know what I'm like. You don't know what I've done. You don't know the real me. He does. And this morning he's saying to every one of you, he's looking you at each one of you in the eye and say, you are a son and you are a daughter. And I have given you everything that you need to be able to day by day put that on, to wear it, because I've chosen it for you and I've chosen you uh, as well. And as we put on the wardrobe, we become more like Jesus, both in terms of living out the characteristics of Jesus, but also following the pattern of Jesus in every aspect of our life and relationships with kindness, with patience, and love in our actions and our interactions, what we do and what we say, all with a heart of thankfulness. So taking those phrases again, let's dress ourselves in Christ and be up and about and dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. And again, to encourage you, this is for every single one of us here this morning. It's for us, it's for you. Let's pray. I'll hand over to, to Matt. Father, we thank you that we can come to you as Father. 
And each one of us, no matter how unworthy we may feel this morning, we can understand the truth of knowing that we are a son, we are a daughter of the living God. And I want to pray, Lord, for any here this morning who may not even understand the, the, the basic truth of that, that, Father, you by uh, your spirit, Lord, would just speak your truth into lives this morning, where people have yet to encounter the reality of your love, the reality of what it means to know you as Father. I pray that you would just touch lives this morning. And I pray, Lord, for those who may know you but have not fully taken on the truth the truth that sets each one of us free, the truth that you love us, you care for us, that as a father you look at us as your sons and your daughters and you give us each day that wardrobe. You've prepared it for us each day that we can take that on, we can be intentional and we can seek through your spirit working in us to be more like you, Jesus, each day. We know that there'll be struggles. We know there'll be times when we fail. But Lord, we seek to honour you in the way that we live, the way that we act, and the way that we react. Bless us this morning, I pray. I pray that the reality of you as our Father, Lord, would be something we take with us. Come by your Spirit, I pray. Fill us afresh in your name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Andy, for... Um a great message this morning for those reminders to us. And if there's anything from this morning um, that Andy said or anything from the worship or anything else that you feel you would like to um, chat to us uh, or pray about, then please feel free to come up and have a chat with Matt or myself or any of the other leadership team or, or Andy. I assume Andy's hanging around maybe for a few minutes, so please feel free to do that. And um, Before we invite you to... Um, have a cup of coffee, a cup of tea and some pastries, just a few bits of family news before before we do that. So next week, uh, 22nd, is our Wen Welton Winter Shared Meal. And I don't know if you were here for the last one a few weeks ago, but it was a great chance for us all just to, to stay around together, have a meal together, a hot meal. Um, there's no charge, so invite anybody you would like to to that. Um, Sarah, Sarah, are you still heading that up? Sarah um, is heading that up. So there'll be something for everybody. Um, and if, if, if you were able to, it would be great if a few of you could hang around afterwards just to help clear up um, and do a bit of washing up and um, that kind of thing. That would be great. Um, also, tonight there's a prayer meeting down at the chapel. Um, focusing on the on the chapel and fruit. So that is 6.30 till 7.15, so it's just 45 minutes for us to meet and be together. It's a really good chance for us to, to pray um, together. Um, and continuing our series on the 6M next week. We'll be doing that as well. Um, sorry, I've lost me, lost my place. Oh yeah, after next week there'll be a chance for anybody who's interested in interested in becoming a church member. Um, we're going to have a, a, a chance for you to formally chat to Claire and Matt Coombs about that. And if it's something that you are thinking that you would like to um, become a member, please just have a chat with Matt and I just to let us know that you're interested in that. That'd be really good. And you may have noticed a few few um, people missing today. We're missing uh, Kate Potter, Jess Collard and Alan Harrison. They are all down, and Dave Kingswood, they are all down at Amadown um, at the first week of Invest for this year's internship. Um, it's a, if you don't know what Invest is, it's a year programme um, where they 
look at um, long training. It's a long it's a year-long training program for mission and leadership. I should know that because I did that myself, so I had to look at my notes, but that's what it was. It's a great year, so be praying for them, and they're going to be sharing a bit next week um, about what they've been looking at. So, Good. Matt. Did you take all of that in? <laughs> Some of it. Lunch next week, if you want to become a member, hang around, we can talk about that. Chris has one last important thing before we pray and get your teeth into some um, pastries. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to everybody who's given this morning. Just a very quick one. If you've given and you've not indicated anything about gift aid, please come and see me. Be great if we could get that gift aided. Why not take back off the tax man, eh? There you go. All right. Jesus, thank you for being with us this morning as a church family. Lord, we thank you for one another. Uh, we thank you for that generosity around our gift day and what lies ahead with the chapel. Father, we thank you for what Andy has shared. I'm um, just inspiring us that actually uh, we can put on that godly character that we see in scripture. And we pray that some of those things would just echo a little bit tomorrow, mm. that we might remember that we are sons and daughters. And Father, give us a, just a good time hanging out together over coffee now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please don't rush off if you don't need to. It'd be lovely. And if you're a guest, um, Joe and I, we will be right here. We would love just to say hello to you. So come and grab a welcome back. Great. Bless you. Have a good rest of the day. Hope to see you tonight, 6.30.